Hey, is Ben Perez. Hey, is Nick Perez. And we and are. And we are the, the box, 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 brothers podcast. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing well, Nick. I'm just kind of decompressing from last week. Looking forward to Saudi. It's I do appreciate F1 in the sense that after each week you get ample amount of time to take in all of the information understand what's going on and then you get a little lull and <laughs> after a few days you get to get excited about f1 and there's that break that i enjoy as a fan watching it that we don't just go back to back but you actually get to digest what race you just watched for sure for sure I mean, that's one of the things that I like about it. And it's also kind of like football, American football, is you, you watch them play and you got all week to get ready and hyped for the next week. Yes. And also a lot of news comes out from week to week. Yes, a lot of news has come out. I think the news at the top of my mind right now is the just chaos that is Ferrari. I know mm-hmm. I've heard multiple reports and have watched many YouTube videos on how they've just changed from the beginning of the year where it was just, oh, we have a rocket ship of a car. We have 30 more horsepower on this engine. And then as soon as the first race happens and Charles Leclerc DNS from the Bahrain Grand Prix, everything's up in fire again. And they're running around with like a chicken with their head cut off. I mean, it's crazy. They're already... Leclerc's already facing an engine penalty. Their chief like technical director just peace out mm-hmm. and then he went over to mclaren and then it's just it just looks like bad news bears for them like everything could that could go wrong did go wrong yeah and fred vasseur who they thought was going to be the savior of the program really hasn't doesn't have the power that toto wolf or christian horner has at mercedes and red bull to make the necessary changes that he would like to make whether that's bringing in his own team his own engineers or his own just group of people to help write the ship that is ferrari it's the matteo benato curse once you get rid of him he curses your franchise but i (laughs) but i don't even think that it's matteo benato i think it's more just there's all this bureaucracy at ferrari so Mm -hmm. to get anything done benato was an easy scapegoat but there's deeper more systematic problems within Ferrari that make it difficult to do anything. The rabbit hole goes deeper. Yes. And because what it's been 2007 since they last won a world championship with Kimi Raikkonen. The Iceman. Yeah. So I mean, even even that it came down to the last, the last race of the year and he won by what? One point, two points. One point. I'm pretty sure. One point. But he just, he just was, Kimmy was just made that car go. And even like most of the things like Ferrari has just been self-imploding. And like when Seb was there and had his two title runs at 18, 19, Mm -hmm. um, trying to battle lose Hamilton, they've either messed up due to strategy, messed it up due to crashing or just messed up in general. They just are not clutch like they used to be. Like, yeah. I feel like Ferrari Ferrari hasn't been great since the Michael Schumacher days and the Nicky Lauder days. And what basically 
Um, well, I mean, even with, before uh, Nicky Lauda got got in there, he had to write the ship of the Ferrari chaos train because he came in and was like, oh, you're doing this all shit. Let me drive for you. And if I do a bad job and this doesn't work, then you can fire me. But if it does work, then I want to race. I want to seat in your car. Yeah. And it's like the same thing with Michael Schumacher is that he came in there and the team had not done anything since Nicky mm-hmm. Lauder um, team in irrelevance. Yeah. And then he turned it around just like um, what's the Dolphins head coach and Dolphins head coach did that. It's not Brian Flores anymore, but I know no, here. It's, uh, it's yeah. Matt. Lef- it's yeah, not Matt's LaFleur, is it? It's no. something. Anyway. But like he came in there and he took Ferrari by his own hands and made them the powerhouse that they were. Yeah. And they just have no one in that. Right. They have no one right now that can do that. So do they need to go recruit Lewis Hamilton away from Mercedes and get them get him into the car so that he can ride the ship? I mean, like, no hate to Lewis, but it's obvious that he can't can't do it alone because, I mean, what we've seen, like, he's still an amazing driver, but with McLaren, I mean, with Mercedes not being able to deliver him a solid car, he has, like, he has not been able to, by his own, over his own dead body, develop that car. Does that make sense? Yeah, but he... I think he was fundamental in helping shape where the W13 was going last year and was a big reason why they progressed so well. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying that it takes more than just um, like they also when um, Michael Schumacher was there, Michael Schumacher brought in one of the best team principals that Ferrari had ever had. All right. So, so let's let's get. Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolf to go over to Ferrari. Sorry, Vassour, you're out of a job. Maybe Merck will want to pick you up, but bring both of them over. Have them just dismantle the establishment and within their contracts, make it a point to say, hey, I have this amount of control. I don't need to go to Ferrari to, or Enzo Ferrari to get a change made. I can just do this without needing to get the board's approval. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the same thing that like happens with the Dallas Cowboys is that everything that has to be done has to go through GM has to go through the owner of Jerry Jones. So I feel like it's kind of like the same way on old program, the Dallas Cowboys old program mm-hmm. in Ferrari, like kind of in this limbo of not being not being great, not being better than average. So they yeah. don't do the little things well. And I think that's what made the Patriots great in football. You, They weren't going mm-hmm. to beat themselves. You had to yeah. physically beat them out on the field. You had to tactically outmaneuver them. But they weren't going to beat themselves in a game against you. And I think that's where the Dallas Cowboys, on the other hand, will shoot themselves in the foot. They're much less organized. They're much less disciplined. So a simple holding penalty can move them back out a field goal range and that could be the difference over the course of the game between winning and losing and whereas Red Bull is more along the lines of getting everything in order and going by the book and sometimes it's a little shrewd with all the numbers but they're much more precise in what they do except when they skip over the catering budget yeah but they're <laughs> I'm just trying to flex similar to the New England Patriots just trying to 
push the rules a little bit more to get their get their money under budget. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, and uh, well, all F one teams are trying to fix, stretch the rules, or find those gray areas in any of the regulations that the FIA hands down to them. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is part of the game. But until something changes, it's going to be a masterclass of disaster for Ferrari. Mm -hmm. I really do hope that they change um, what they have going right now because they are one of the great like teams in the sport and so it's just kind of hard it's sad same with uh, mercedes at the current moment to see them kind of dwindling in this like limbo zone of not being good enough to challenge for the fight but not being so bad that they're a midfield team yeah so where do you think both of them go because they have very different race and aerodynamic philosophies to red bull where do you think they progress over the next week over the next year over the next couple seasons all right so this is kind of unrelated but i saw this meme where it was, was like um adrian newey in the um sith sith outfit kind of yeah. brooding over and then he had the he had the plans for the mercedes car and how he he just he fixed it and said that uh red bull will run on the last year of the regulations will run in no side pods just to meme on um mercedes Show that it's possible. They just didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so I I don't think that I don't know about the side pods. I think maybe it lacks the because it's not that they're not fast because they have improved their straight line speed compared to last year. Mm-hmm. They just don't have mm-hmm. a lot of downforce in the corners to allow them to take as much speed as the Red Bulls and the Aston Martins. Yeah, but and- I. I mean, give Andrew, Adrian Newey any plans and he'll probably be able to figure <laughs> them out. So, yeah, but I, I think I see Merck kind of along Merck McLaren, um, like Merck and McLaren. I feel like they return to, um, more of a general approach, kind of like the more boxy, um, cut in, especially like feeding more stuff to the underfloor and the way that red bull does their stuff because if you watch any videos about red bulls um like engineering and the way it works it's Mm -hmm. just it's fascinating about how smart and just how you're able to manipulate the air around you to make that car go so fast and so that's Mm -hmm. one of the things i feel like they'll start to do is they'll start to like shift towards that one idea now for ferrari i think that they still stay with their concept because there's nothing flawed about their concept and obviously as you could see last year it obviously worked to beat red bull in most races they were mm-hmm. able to out qualify them in most races because i thought it was yeah. kind of funny that um max only has like 20 21 27 poles that mm-hmm. and he has way more wins so yeah I, I thought that was a fascinating stat that max like doesn't like to win from pole well i think i had mentioned this on one of our other podcasts, but Leclerc had 13 poles last year. So it's not that the Ferrari isn't fast. fast. It's that their yeah. tire deg over the course of a long stint is much faster than most of the cars on the field. And that's where mm-hmm. Mercedes did really well last year in their longer stints is that they had really t- good tire degradation. So they were able to keep grip and keep the downforce, but 
not wear through them as quickly. But now this year, since they improved that straight line speed, their tires are just getting chewed up at an exponentially faster rate. And Red Bull is doing the best job out of the three. And Aston Martin now this year is also doing really well. So I think that's a big surprise. Do you think we see a surprise second place with Aston Martin being in the form that they're in right now? No, I don't. And I think everyone's been hyped up on Aston Martin. I don't think that they keep this form. I think Ferrari and Mercedes just have more money and more the best engineers. And maybe that could be changing. But I think that over the course of the year, Aston Martin will start to drop off as they, as the development race over the course of the year continues and maybe it will be similar to what we saw in the first race when who was it the alpha romeo last year and Bottas did really well and then as soon as the soon as the developments kept on going the their performance dropped off as everyone else does i don't think that they they keep their form and i think they end up best of the rest so they end up fourth compared to it but next year I think that they have established themselves as a front runner and will be mm-hmm. able to compete for a world championship in a year plus from now. See, I think that happens. I think they fight for it this year. I think they're just a thorn in the side of Mercedes and Ferrari. I think they're just constantly there, constantly fighting in places that they shouldn't be fighting. I think also throwing it back to the farther down the grid, I feel like Williams will be that thorn in the side for most of the midfield teams. I feel like Williams and AlphaTauri will be disrupting the midfield a lot because the Williams look very quick. So did Yuki Sonoda in that AlphaTauri. Yeah, the Williams look solid. And I was very impressed by Logan Surgeon and how well he was able to maneuver the car around Bahrain and not be terribly far behind Alex Albon. So it's mm-hmm. good that there's an American on track that's actually a decent driver. And I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but he just does have the most American name that we could give an American besides oh. Freedom Freedom Jones. Yeah, he, Logan Sargent. Scott Speed. Scott Speed was our last American on the grid, which is a pretty kick kick yeah. name. I don't I don't think that you can have a I don't think that you can have the last name speed and not be a race car driver. You have to <laughs> be doing something that's going fast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think I I agree that Williams will disrupt that midfield. I think that AlphaTauri if Yuki Tsunoda can put it up, I think he will be able to disrupt the midfield. I think that Nick DeFries is going to hamper AlphaTauri. And we'll see how he goes over the course of the year, but he did not look comfortable in that AlphaTauri in the first race of the season. Yeah, well, he does. Maybe it's just something to do with Williams, rookies and Williams. Williams just... Well, I think... I think for no, I think for Nick DeFries, it was just a hype train and he did really <laughs> well with the circumstances that he's been given. And 
it's not to say that he's not a fast race car driver because he did win Formula E. He did win Formula 2. He's won Formula 3, I believe, as well. But in raw pace compared to other drivers when they're driving at their best, he hasn't been as quick as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I uh, saw this week in the news was that this goes to Aston Martin, goes back to Aston Martin. But the idea that Mercedes would send their best engines to to Aston Martin, or sorry, that Mercedes would send their best engines to Aston Martin versus keeping them at Mercedes because Aston Martin has a better chance of competing with Red Bull this year. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a rumor going around. It's an interesting concept, to say the least, which I don't think that that would ever happen. No, because... you can't because you get the same engines. Yeah. Like, They're built to the same specifications. Yeah. I also feel like Mer Mer Mercedes wouldn't do that. Like, they just, they're too prideful. They're Germans. Well, this no is their, Germans. but this is their company saying it. Like, this is the Mercedes company, not Total Wolf, even though they are different divisions within the yeah. same company. I just don't see it happening. I, I, I don't see how that would happen. I don't even see how that'd be legal, especially after everything that went down with Alphatari last year mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. their supposed crash gate with Yuki Sonoda when they sent him out four times and then got a red flag. I forget uh, which race that was, but yeah, everyone yeah, was up in arms sense. about collusion. So this would also be collusion. So I, I just saw it as a rumor and I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, a thought that crossed my mind the other day is why can't um, Alvatari and Red Bull like literally just make an identical car and then have two teams up at the front? Or is that just illegal? It's, I don't know the exact rules, but they do operate as different organizations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So although they get a lot of the parts from Red Bull, they do have their own set of engineers and aerodynamicists to create a different fundamental working of the car compared to Red Bull. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah, what, sense. yeah, I don't know why that is, but I'm sure it's something in the regulations that says each team has to operate independently of each other. Mm. Yeah. And that's where I don't think that the collusion between Mercedes and Aston Martin could be true <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that a, that's, a lot of yeah. sense yeah so that's what i saw in the news anything else before we get into our bets for this upcoming saudi arabia grand prix nope all nope. right not at the current moment let's get into it next Okay, Nick, let's get into some bettings. This is something that we've been talking about for a little bit, and we're going to give everyone three bets each going into the race weekend. And over the course of the season, we're going to see who does better. And at the end of the season, whoever gets more bets correct, then we will have some sort of 
some sort of task that they have to do or like punishment to make it a little bit more fun. So let's just do three, three actual ones and then just a shot in the dark. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I'll let you get started. What are your three picks for this upcoming Saudi, Saudi Arabia Grand Prix? So my three picks are, will who, which car will win the race? Red Bull or any other car? Mm-hmm. So there you got that one. Um, next one, I have a head-to-head with George Russell and Lewis Hamilton, who will finish ahead, who will finish behind, betting on who wins that fight Mm -hmm. and then um um another one of mine would be um who will win driver of the day max verstappen fernando alonso or charles Leclerc. okay so let's start with your first one who are you picking to win the red bulls or the field I'm gonna go Red Bulls. Okay, so you're you're taking easy money. I am taking easy money. Okay, so you're taking easy money with Red Bull. I I think Red Bull is going to win, so that's pretty pretty easy choice. If you have a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, you can definitely bet bet Red Bull at their odds. So between George and Lewis, who are you going to take? Because I was looking at this one, and this one actually gives you pretty good odds for George. He's at what? plus he's at plus correct yes what is his wait hold on hold on let me yeah no george is at minus they're both at minus yes i don't know how that's possible yeah no george is at minus i have hamilton being the favorite to win the head-to-head all right okay yeah so george is at slightly no no they're both minus yeah no, they're yeah, they're how does that work? I guess it's so close that the betters are being like, okay, well, one of them's going to win. So mm-hmm. it's a it's almost a crapshoot. So who are you taking to win the head to head? Making Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> All right. Lewis over George. And then for your driver of the day, who are you picking? I think. I'm gonna go Charles Leclerc. I think he'll he'll get it. Yeah. Wait, no. I'm gonna go Max Verstappen because I feel like he's just gonna feel like he's gonna hit a grand slam this weekend. Be first in all practice sessions, first in qualifying, first in the race, and lead every single lap. All right. Interesting. I think the only thing that might trip Max up is that he'll be so good that he won't be shown on TV, and because he's not shown on TV he's not going to get that airtime that's re- usually needed to get driver of the day. So whoever's yeah. having a better, r- more exciting race tends to get it. And that's why you saw mm-hmm. Alonzo get driver of the day last week, even though Max was clearly the best driver on the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah. So I have those. And then do you have a far out? Yes. Like a, a, Good will money we see point. a Williams in the top six? In the top six, okay. What are you? 
Yes, no, maybe. Well, let, let me change that top seven. Top seven for Williams to finish. Oh, top seven. Okay, so who's, just for my sake, who's getting that top seven finish? Albon. Sergeant? Albon, okay. So Albon, yeah. uh, top seven finish. Fair, fair enough. Um, I'm going to just write this down. So, because my my out there is actually dealing with Williams as well. Because for my first pick, I have Will Will Charles Leclerc get a top three. So right now the odds are at ten to nine. So you have to bet ten dollars to get nine dollars back. And I'm going to say, yes, he does get a top three. I don't see his Ferrari DNFing two weeks in a row. I don't and know. He's already, he's going to have an engine penalty coming into the race. He, he no, they still have two. You're allowed no, three. No, you're allowed two. And he's used two. How's he already used two? There's only two took it out. They took it out before the race. Oh, Okay, so <laughs> I was not aware, but okay, so Charles is starting minimum 10 then. Well, I don't know if, if they like completely scrapped that other one, but they took it out due to reliability concerns. Yes. So to get a brand new one, it would be an engine. It would be, yeah, it'd be okay. a penalty. Well, good on you, Ferrari, for already having an engine penalty with two races or on the second race of the season. So I do think that he does come back though and battles his way through qualifying and is able to get up into the top three. I have a top three prediction for you, Nick. And mm -hmm. the top three, the podium this week is going to be for Stappen, Leclerc and Perez at eight to 15. So betting $8 to get 15 back. And then I have a head to head and hopefully the, for Haas, the Hulkenberg defeats Magnussen or finishes higher than Magnussen on the day. And then my far out bet this week also deals with Williams, but it's taking the head to head Logan Sargent's over Alex Albon in the race. That's an interesting one for sure. And um, I think that's at a two to seven on two to seven odds for Logan to beat. Albon? I mean, when it really comes down to it, it really like depends on the race. And that's why I think betting off on F1 is one of the scariest things you can do because you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, in all, in all honesty, Max could be taken out first corner. Mm -hmm. Someone could hit him. He could be done for the race. And that just seems yep. scary. You never know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. at least in other sports, you kind of you have an idea Mm -hmm. of what's going to happen. But in F1, your entire day, it could be over in the first corner. Very true. So let's hope that Max doesn't get tagged by anyone <laughs> and he's just able to zip away in his power to 11 engine mode. And then for the rest of the race, they'll just give him blue flags. And I have my fingers crossed because two of my four bets rely on Max Verstappen finishing the race. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we head out and sign off for today, Nick? I don't think I got anything. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. 
we are getting more things coming new cover art that i sent nick and new profile pictures so that should be up and ready soon instagram is out we're on spotify give us a follow at instagram at foxbox bros four um we're we're on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify no matter how you're listening, are we on YouTube yet, Ben? Or will we ever we're, be on YouTube? We're getting, I'm, yeah, I just need to make an email and start uploading these videos. Yeah. So, so soon we are, we are on our way to becoming a powerhouse, guys. Me, reels, everything. For friends listening in Belgium, I see you. I got you. I see you. Everyone listening to across the world, thank you for tuning in and thank you for supporting us. We, we were appreciate here you. when we started. We're going to get up to the top for y'all. On the way up. On the way up, Nick. All right. But for now, we got to retire that car. Box, 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 box. Retire the car. Retire the retire car. Retire the car.